Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you joined me. You are listening to Frequency Check with Dr. Lacey. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Can you believe we're at the second episode already? Wow. So I have something great to talk about today. And actually, I'm kind of shocked that I'm going to be talking about this topic and the subject that I am going to be discussing. Like, I knew that it would come and I would have to discuss it one day, but I really wasn't prepared to address it right now. However, I did say that we would talk about current events. So let's dive in. I want to talk about law enforcement. Yes, I said it. Law enforcement. The Washington Post released an article today that stated that four Minneapolis police officers were fired on Tuesday because a viral video showed one of them kneeling on the neck of a handcuffed black man, excuse me, handcuffed black man who cried that he could not breathe and later died. The bystanders video of the incident captures George Floyd say his name, telling the police officers, I can't breathe as he is pinned to the ground. He couldn't breathe, y'all. So the officers involved apparently have been um, put on or terminated, but they've not been identified. I've not watched the video as of yet. Actually, I don't even know if I'm going to watch the video. I have to really maintain some type of sanity. So I told you that I, I am an equity and inclusion expert. So I deal with privilege, fragility, racism, discrimination, and biases every day. No, I'm not playing. I am serious, like really every single day. Therefore, because I know that this is part of my assignment, I have to be mindful of what I listen to, what I watch, and the type of information that I absorb. Like for real, I too have to do frequency checks. In other words, I intentionally guard my spirit from consuming certain news. I cannot have information frustrating my purpose or vexing my spirit, so I filter it. This is why I, ha I have chosen to not watch the video of this incident at this time. Not to say I won't ever watch it, but right now, I'm not getting ready to do that. However, I've seen the pictures and it's obvious that the police officer is kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck and appear to do so for some time. And based on a number of accounts and articles that I've read, Mr. Floyd seemed to be in a place of surrender. He was on the ground and his hands were behind his back. So why is this subject important to me? <laughs> because I am raising a black son. I am married to a black man. I have three black brothers. And the first man I ever loved, my father, is a black man. I can't help but to care. I also spend nights awake because I worry about my black son who is growing up in a world who believes that his deep voice that is loud is a sign of anger or that his inquisitive nature to question why you've asked him to do something because it doesn't make sense in his head can be mistaken for aggression or the fact that he may jog in the neighborhood one day and get shot by the neighborhood association wannabes. Because he's tall and his stature means he's violent. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm worried. 
And quite frankly, I'm offended at anyone who questioned the legitimacy of my worriness. I don't even know if that's a word. So don't tell me, but you're different. You live in a nice neighborhood, Dr. Lacey, or you and your husband raised your son right. I mean, what does that even mean anymore? That doesn't matter. I actually live in a country that was built on systematic racism and discriminatory practices. The Constitution did not have black people, Latinx people, Asian people, or natives in mind when it was crafted. Let me correct that. Indigenous people when it was crafted. It was not created to protect our rights. It was created to benefit anyone who fit their reasonable man test. And guess what, y'all? The reasonable man they're talking about was a white reasonable man. This is where I'm going to trip y'all up some. So part of what you see is some of the law enforcement officer fault. You know, they have biases and they've been systematically trained that black and brown folks are aggressive. It's deep down in their subconscious. And for some, it's in their consciousness. However, as I dig into primary resources and really have a clear understanding of what it is and what it ain't, y'all, we all have some frequency issues. Law enforcement officers should not receive all of the blame for their actions. (laughs) Yes, that is what I said. So let me repeat it a different way. I think that collectively, we should stop blaming police, police officers alone. All of this is not their fault. And quite frankly, the whole firing or charging them with a crime to me is real hypocritical. Yes, I said that too. It's part of the media front to get U.S. citizens to believe, and I put that in quotations, that they are doing something about it. But consider the source. The issue is how law enforcement officers are trained or their lack of training. (laughs) They're on the streets before I believe they're ready. One, the training that they do get, in my opinion, is antiquated. It's all about the use of force. And two, it's not even enough training. Most street officers are only required a few weeks Okay, four to six months of training. They get a certificate. That's all they need in order to meet qualifications to become a police officer. There is no like deep psychological examination. And I know they do some, but it's not nearly enough what is needed. Come on. Before a medical doctor is able to be a full surgeon, they have to do four years of undergrad, four years in medical school three to five years in a residency training program before an astronaut can think about going into space. They have to have four years of undergrad, three years of experience in engineering, biological science, physics, computer science, or mathematics. And then they have to go through a number of examinations, like in a lot of training before they can even get on a list. Wait, <laughs> Even a barber or a hairstylist have to have more hours of training than the average state requires for law enforcement officers. To be a barber or a hairstylist, on average, and of course, each state varies, you have to have 1,500 hours of apprenticeship after 
you've taken the classes. But you can be a law enforcement officer, i.e. a police, on the street with as little as 360 hours in some states. But none of them supersede 1,500. They go from 360, I think I saw about 850, but none of them goes over 1,500 hours. What? I told you, check the frequency, check the data, check the statistics. You will be amazed. So, of course, in my intro, I told you all that I had an MPA, which is a Master's of Public Affairs or Public Policy. And if there is a law enforcement officer, most of the time the chiefs or the, you know, the sergeants or whatever, they, um, if they are educated, most of them have MPAs. So while I was in grad school, I, I attended grad school with a number of officers, firefighters, city officials, et cetera. And I work alongside chief of police and many law enforcement throughout the years, like really close. And so I ask questions because one of the things I believe in is developing relationships with people to make it comfortable to exchange information. Like how else am I going to learn about your culture or your beliefs or whatever it is that you're doing if I don't take the time to get to know you? So I ask questions. Most of them are tough because I really want to get to the bottom of things and I truly want to understand what's going on. Mm, okay, no, nothing, nothing. Okay, back to what I was saying. So one day I was, I was on this commission for the city that I was in um, to look at the use of force policy. We were going to go through and, and change the policy. So I was on this commission and I learned a lot about why officers are free to resort to use of force. It's all based on perception. I'm about to light y'all up. Here you go. And this became more clear to me in law school because there is something called self-defense that's very, very close to the need for use of force. Anyway, when we talk about self-defense, it is the justification of using force against another person. And then there are things that you have to have in order to be able to use force. So one you have reason to believe, two, that force is necessary, three, and is to protect yourself from immediate or imminent danger of bodily harm or death. So there are three conditions that you have to meet in order to have this self-defense, right? It's the same way with um, use of force. So me telling you that, you can reflect on Mark Zimmerman. Yes, like Mark Zimmerman from Florida, the man who shot Trayvon Martin and killed him because of some Skittles and a soda. Yes, that's the Mark Zimmerman I'm talking about. So we blame the jury. We were mad at the jury because they did not find him guilty. See, in Florida, they have this stand your ground law that is very similar. Listen, at the moment Zimmerman thought he was in imminent or immediate danger, of bodily harm or death, he had reason to protect himself. That's right. A moment. People, people, it is not always about the person or in this case, the officer that actually killed Mr. Floyd or the officer that killed Eric Gardner or Philando Castile, who alerted the officer he had a license to carry. Say their names. If the officer can determine that at a specific moment, they believe that they were in immediate danger, 
bodily harm or death, then they honestly have the right to murder. Yes, I said it. Murder. The law is on their side. Don't get mad at them. Get vexed at the system. It's the system. We should check the frequency of the system, y'all. We got to do something about this. So one more thing before I move on. When I was doing my training to carry a concealed weapon, you have to go through these training. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm licensed to carry. <laughs> anyway, so I had a trainer who was my colleague. We actually went to grad school to get our MPAs together about 18 years before I was doing this training. And so there was a point in the training that I made a comment to him and I said that, well, I just want to shoot. I think he asked me, well, why do you want to learn this? And I said, well, I want to shoot an intruder and, you know, maybe in the leg (laughs) just to stop the person. Like, I don't want to kill anyone. I just want to be able to protect my family. And he said, well, then you shouldn't carry. Um, who are you talking to? I was perplexed. And if I had pearls on that day, I would have clutched them because I was like, what? Why would you say that? And I probably started an argument with them and the whole class because that's just me. I just want to know. Um, but I, I remember I said, see, that's the problem with y'all police officers. Y'all always shooting to kill. And he said, no, Alicia, we don't shoot to kill. And I said, well, why don't you all just shoot to disarm? Why don't you just shoot to stop? He said, my job, and I want y'all to listen really closely. Are you listening? He said, Alacia, we are trained to shoot until there is no more threat. I couldn't even understand that. Like, what do you mean? He said, even as we're shooting, the muscle has a natural kind of reflex and the body twitches. He said, it doesn't matter at that point because we feel like there is a threat and our adrenaline is going. Our job is we shoot until the threat is stopped. Let's take a moment of silence. Yeah, I hope you thought about that. So now do you understand why I say it's the policy? It's about how the law is written. The way the United States handles law enforcement and justice needs a complete overhaul. Like, throw the baby and the bathwater away. No, don't be throwing nobody's baby away. But you get the point. We can't use this anymore, but we want to ignore our right to democracy. If we are honest with ourselves, we don't, do, we don't vote like we should. Like, can you really say you vote at every election, even when it's your local officials or state representatives and senators? We don't get involved for real. Not with those that's making the laws. Nah. What we do is sit back and we get some liquid courage while we on the computer and we post and we say all of this stuff like we're legit. But in reality, we have frequency issues. We're not dealing with the root of the matter. That ancient book I'll be telling you about, the Bible, <laughs> when it's translated, you can see the word justice 130 to 160 times. That's right. Justice. Now, in the King James Version, it goes, you know, in and out and interchanging the words of justice and judgment. But ultimately, it's talking about justice. So one of the books in the Bible says anyone who interferes 
with justice that is due to the alien or foreigner or orphan or widow is good as being cursed. And then another book in the same Bible says that to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than anything else. You Google it. It's definitely in there. So this leads me to know that we're supposed to be involved in things like this. Like I told you already, I believe that my job is to teach us to observe all things, everything. But if we do not guard what we're accepting as truth and we become good at blaming other people, I mean, yeah, okay, a person has biases and beliefs. And then they do act on those things. I mean, that's for real. But um, that's something that we consider, but that's not always the root of a thing. My question is, and you should probably ask the same question. Why is this video of a man dying allowed to be circulating on the web like it is? To cause division? Yes. <laughs> Like, literally, let's have division among the races. Call it what it is. Check the frequency. The whole point is to get us from not being unified. And if we can cause people to be emotional, they will never look at the root of a thing, in this case, the way that the legislature is written, and remove the people who agree to it <laughs> with your vote. Man, I'm telling you. You and I must learn to unpack everything. Do not be easily moved and influenced because it caught your attention. Was the death necessary? No. Was it brutal? Yes. Did the officer have some underlining racist issues? Apparently, they're finding things out now. Did it cause you to have emotions? Of course. But what good does it do to just talk about it? A post about it. We have to dig deeper. We've got to assess and do frequency checks. Now, before you get this thought in your mind and think that I have an issue with law enforcement, I don't. Again, I have worked very closely with law enforcers. And my brother, well, my sister's husband was a police officer for almost 40 years before he died. God rest his soul. So I really do not have a problem with law enforcers or police officers. I just believe and know that it's bigger than what it looks like. I think one of the greatest detriments in our community and our society is quick access of information. And like I said, sometimes it's not even the most relevant information. Now, there are definitely good reasons for freedom of information. I am not suggesting that we do not have it. Come on. We need information. However, the use of information without context or in-depth understanding is dangerous. Most people want the knowledge, but will not sit with it long enough to get clarity and understanding. But listen, I'm not going to leave you hopeless. We do have to dig deeper and become problem solvers. We were created to solve problems. We are problem solvers. There is something that we can do. Get involved. Check the source of information. I want to tell you how to do that. The Bible says this, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked have rulership, the people mourn. Could it be that one of you listening to this podcast right now is the next 
problem solver? Are you the next mayor of your city? Are you the next senator? You absolutely can do it. Even with the pattern of Jesus, Jesus came to dismantle systems of oppression in the law and in religion. Yes, he did. And so if his mandate is that we do greater works than what he accomplished while he was on earth, why can't you be the next great problem solver to address social and legal oppression today? I believe you have what it takes to represent your neighborhood or to write a well-scripted letter to make your elected officials aware that you do not like the injustice of police use of force and to encourage them to change the law. Your voice matters. Maybe you've never thought about it or you felt passionate about the death of black men, but you just did not have the strategy to figure out what's next. Well, you, my friend, may be that answer. Don't shrink from something that is tough just because you don't have the solution yet. Keep digging, keep researching, keep strategizing. Repeat, keep digging, keep researching, keep strategizing. Keep praying, repeat, and someday the answer will come and you can be that great answer for this nation. Yeah, I know it's amazing how a law enforcement discussion got us all the way to this point. Someone had to say it and someone has to help you understand that just maybe you can do it. <laughs> for me, there are not enough righteous people in authority. There, I said it. That is why we have the continuation of all of these brutal deaths of black men at the hands of law enforcement over and over and over again, or the violent deportation of undocumented immigrants, or the monetization of pharmaceuticals that are addictive, because those problems are waiting on you and I to solve them. So may the death of George Floyd say his name, do more than push you to post about it in disgust. May it ignite you and push you to strategize, research, check the frequency, and be the answer. Don't worry about it. We got this together. You have been listening to Frequency Check with Dr. Lacey, where we discuss what are you listening to? What are you absorbing? What has your attention? And what is influencing you? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you will not miss one of our episodes. If you like what you hear, make sure to share with somebody. And don't forget to check the frequency before you accept it. Until next time.